Welcome, food biz whizzes, for the final part of our mini series. It's Gabby here, and I'm the student success coordinator here at Food Bizwiz and Retail Ready. I work with students in Retail Ready and help with behind the scenes logistics for Food Bizwiz. If you're listening in today, the fourth quarter is almost upon us. We're resharing the fourth and final episode of Ali's fourth quarter focus mini series from last year. Today, we're focused on what your overall plan should be for the fourth quarter. We're four episodes in, so <laughs> Ali, you know the drill. <laughs> But what, if anything, has changed since your episode from last year? Okay. Well, first first off, I do want to acknowledge that we do have a few <laughs> more days, just a couple more days until October 1st. So if you are listening to this right when the show airs, technically we aren't in the fourth quarter yet, even though I do say that in last year's show. So just, just a little disclaimer for our quick start listeners here. And then... I also want to acknowledge, and this is kind of wild, that when we aired this season last year, September 2021, we were right in the process of hiring you, Gabby. I mean, <laughs> it's wild, crazy. right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's so weird to think about it, it, it being a year. I know. So like, obviously this has nothing to do with the episode itself, but I would really be remiss if I didn't take a moment on air to our listeners to publicly thank you, Gabby, for all that you've done here at Food Biz Wiz and inside of our Retail Ready group over the past year. I see, I see every day our students just love you and appreciate you. And you're always there to guide them to the right resource inside our course content or pull up a past coaching call to help them work through a challenge. I mean, you've got, I said this a couple episodes ago, but you've got great feedback for them when they post in our student group, when they're looking for advice and accountability. And I, I know wholeheartedly that Retail Ready is even stronger because you are part of our team. So Gabby, on behalf of our students and our team here at Food Biz Wiz, a big, big, big thank you for all that you do here. Oh, thank you so much, Ali. <laughs> right now, I'm just like, I'm here blushing. But um, <laughs> thank you so much. It's, it's like you mentioned, it's so wild to think that it's been a year, but mm -hmm. it's just, it's passed so quickly because it's been literally just such a fun time working here, working with you and Charlie and Miranda. And I mean, if anyone's ever wondered what it's like to work with Ali, it's just, it's such a breeze. It's so fun. Ali is super fun um and also just like so thoughtful and understanding and um just yeah so smart and, and like everything that you 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 do and you approach and so it's just been such an amazing time to work here so I'm so happy to be here and have so much fun working with our students too so right thank, back. You. thank you yay yay <laughs> Okay. So about the episode, I feel like our listeners, well, I'm going to say, I'm going to say one thing before we, we get into this episode, before we talk about what's changed is if our listeners are enjoying this, this back and forth and Gabby, I feel like this is such a fun time to hear more about you and your perspective of what's going on inside of retail ready. So if our listeners are, are hearing this back and forth and they're like, Oh man, like I want to hear an episode with the team at food biz Wiz, with Gabby and Allie talking about what's going on in our industry. Let us know, right. Send us a DM, send us, um, you know, add us whatever you want to do, because we would love to know Gabby and I would happily do an episode together if that sparks interest to our listeners. Okay. So about this episode in particular, I'm going to say, I'm going to admit that again, not much has changed since we aired it last year. So you'll hear me ask that powerful question about working 
on your business versus in your business. And I really think that this message continues to ring true. So food founders, the the food founders who are having success inside of Retail Ready, we see this, they're the ones who are purposely carving out time, maybe even as little as 30 minutes a week to work on their businesses. So again, I'm going to put it back on our listeners. What is it going to take to get you to the point where you are working on your business, even for just a little time each week, instead of solely in your business this quarter. I don't want you to wake up in January (laughs) feeling behind the ball. Yeah. Right. As, as buyers start to consider new products for their shelves again. So if we can support you, you know, around that inside of retail ready, let's get you in there. Yeah. I mean, I'm so, so glad that you brought that up. Like there's we talk about this like in multiple different places, like within Retail Ready. I know you, we have another episode where you talk about working on your business versus in your business, which I think we've, yeah, I think we reared that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two ago. Pretty recently. We can always, why don't we link that up in the show notes too? That would be a fun one. Link that up. But, you know, I mean, I'll see this, like I see this every time, you know, not even every time, but every week and, and every day in, in the group that like people who are committed to saying, you know, I'm going to spend an hour on Retail Ready mm-hmm. this week or, an hour, you know, focused on sort of the higher level playing of like what I want to be doing, working on next in the business. Like those are consistently the people who I see coming back with, you know, almost like the next level questions in the group. Yeah. Being yeah. able to sort of not be, for lack of better words, just like stuck in the weeds of like the, you know, obviously you're going to have your time of like, you have, you have your day-to-day, like your tasks and you're, you know, you're running everything, but able to sort of move on to those higher level less like day-to-day. Totally, (laughs) totally, Gabby. And don't you think that our, I think we often have students who come in and they're like, I don't have time to work on the business. I'm so in the weeds. I just have this, you know, ever growing to-do list. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. And then there is something magical that happens I like to think it's after they watch the Allie's Art of Organization (laughs) module, but you know, maybe not. Mm -hmm. There's something magic that happens once they start to intentionally carve out that time. Like you said, you know, maybe 30 minutes a week, maybe it's an hour a week, whatever it is. Intentionally carving out that time allows them to get ahead and actually not be in the weeds so much. It's a weird like chicken and the egg thing here. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I think this is something I can also link this other episode that I'm going to mention, but um, the other thing, I mean, this is also related to something that I've loved about working with Ali is that Ali is very intentional about <laughs> saying no to stuff, <laughs> no to things. I mean, and this is something that she talks about in, in an episode, the one that I'll link up, but um, so much can happen when you say no to things that are not as Ali will say, like moving the dial in your business. And so when yeah. you say no to something that you're like, okay, this is not actually a priority for me right now, or not a priority for the for the brand or for the business, and you give yourself that 30 minutes of time per week, like that, like exactly like you said, it just sort of like blossoms into so many other opportunities for you to be focusing on the things that actually will move the dial in your business. So totally, totally. And you know, for our listeners, if that is retail ready, let us know. We'll we'll help get you in there. Yeah, please let us know. I mean, we have the resources that we're going to link up in the show notes, as always. Um, but if you also wanted to say hi, or if you have any direct questions for us, let us know at hiolibald.com. That's my email. I'm happy to answer. 
Um, or if you want to join the group Facebook, our, our public Facebook group, you can get in there and see some of the, the you know, the posts or the kinds of things that we might talk about in our private Facebook group. Uh, and then, yeah, please let us know any questions you have. Happy to answer. Perfect. Perfect. All right, Gabby, should we get to this final episode? Yeah, let's do it. We'll get into it. I'm Allie Ball, former grocery buyer and retail store manager turned wholesale consultant. In my role on the retail floor, I saw delicious, values-driven brands fail on our shelves simply because they didn't understand the behind the scenes of wholesale. I created the Food Biz Whiz podcast to give you hard-to-access insight from my career in the food industry and the tools and strategies to help you succeed on retail shelves. If you're a committed food founder who's looking to create and grow a packaged products business that positively impacts our food system, puts wealth back into your own hands, and employs members of your local community, you have found the right podcast. Let's do this. All right. Can you guys believe that we are officially in the fourth quarter? I mean, this year is feeling like it's both flying by and also like it's dragging on. But here we are. We are in October and the holidays are approaching. This episode is part four of my four-part mini-series on fourth quarter focus. In episode number one, we talked about the rhythm of retail and what buyers are thinking about in October, November, and December. Then in episode two, I shared how to do a last chance pitch this year as you attempt to land on more wholesale shelves before we really get going in the holiday season. From there, episode three, outline the importance of nurturing both your wholesale buyers and the shoppers who love your products. Each of these episodes can be found in our show notes today, and they're definitely worth checking out. Go back through and listen to them if you didn't catch them the first time around. Before I dive into today's episode, I want to ask our listeners a question. So I want to know, how are you guys enjoying this mini-series? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Somewhere in between? Should we do another one in the future or should we skip it? I'd love to know your feedback here. So please send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at It's Alley Ball. And let me know if you like this style where we take this bigger topic, like the fourth quarter, and break it down into a series of shorter episodes. Like I said last episode, it has been really fun for me. So if you feel the same and you want me to repeat this style, the style of the mini series, come and let me know. I'm not going to do it unless people tell me that they love it. So send me a DM. Or if you are watching this video on one of our social media platforms, leave a comment right below. I would love to hear your thoughts. All right, on to today's show. If you have been following along with this mini series, you know very well by now that since we are officially in the fourth quarter, wholesale buyers are heads down in store operations, and they're really, really unlikely to give you a call back or consider your product line at this point. I always use the phrase that they're heads down in turkeys and candy canes, and they don't have time to schedule you know, in their schedule to answer your emails, to meet you and accept samples, let alone try your samples, to merchandise you on the shelves that they did decide you to bring in. I mean, that is always a disclaimer here, unless you are a candy cane maker or a producer of small batch gravy, right? If you are a seasonal product, you still have my permission to pitch. Okay. So I encourage you to respect the wholesale buyer's fourth quarter focus and realize that pitching to new retail accounts between October and early January is 
bad form. Not only are you wasting your time because you aren't likely to get a call back or an email response from a buyer, but that buyer is likely to question if you even know what you're doing and subconsciously they label you as a newbie or incompetent or at the very least, you know, inexperienced. So I hinted at this, but I want to have a big, big disclaimer here that yes, some brands have success pitching in the fourth quarter. I've seen it myself. I mean, we have one retail ready student out of Boston and they have a fantastic success rate getting their cold brew into wholesale accounts last October, last October through December, 2020, right? Which was no small feat given that we were deep in COVID the and the cold climate region like Boston doesn't typically drink cold brew very much in the fall and in the winter. So for I t- I'll tell you this, for every brand, but for every brand who tells me that they have had success pitching during October, November, and December, I know you guys exist. <laughs> um, I have 90, 90, 99 other brands who tell me that trying to land new wholesale accounts during the fourth quarter is a waste of time. So just be very, very cautious here and be very, very prepared if you are pitching. Um, Just, you know, do know if you ignore my (laughs) advice here, just be prepared. Okay, so now that we know not to do, I'll stop talking about this. What should you do? What should you focus on this fourth quarter? Well, it's all about the behind the scenes for food businesses this quarter. Now, I know that you're busy with production during these next three months. I know that sales might be skyrocketing, fingers crossed, right? And that you you might already be feeling busy trying to keep up with the day-to-day operations in your business. I know you likely listened to last week's episode and you're now trying to figure out how to nurture your existing accounts through the rest of the year. I get it. I mean, I'm a business owner too. We are busy, but there is always a but. There has never been a better time than the fourth quarter to work on the behind the scenes of your business, ensuring that you are setting yourself up for success come early January when buyers start responding to emails and sample requests again. It's almost like the clock resets in January and buyers come out of their holiday haze and they start to respond to emails again. If you think that you are too busy to work on the behind the scenes, I'll just ask you this. If not now, when buyers are not in the position to be pitched to, then when? One of my favorite quotes, my favorite phrases is translated from Spanish and it says, tomorrow is the busiest day of the week. And I think about that a lot in my business. I think I've talked about it here on the podcast before. And I want to know if you guys can relate to that phrase. Tomorrow is the busiest day of the week. So if you don't have time to work on this now, you sure as hell won't have time to work on it come January when we roll into fancy food show, potentially even in person in San Francisco, which would be wild, followed by the Good Food Awards, which leads into Valentine's Day and on and on and on, right? Expo West. Gosh, sure enough, you wake up six months from now and you realize that you haven't gotten to those behind the scenes tasks that are vital to your business success. Knowing how important it is to work on the behind the scenes, let's talk about what you should prioritize in 
in order to make sure that you are ready for wholesale expansion come January. Don't sleep on this. So I'm going to keep it straightforward for you. You need to prioritize your systems for pitching, your system for pitching to and following up with your new wholesale accounts. So there are four things that you want to focus on during the fourth quarter. That makes it easy. So by the time you wake up on January 1st, you are ready to go. Let's review them and then we'll dive a little bit deeper into each one. First up, oh, excuse me. There are three things that you need to focus on. Gosh, I just really wanted there to be a fourth. <laughs> so here are the three things. Number one, your sales scripts. Number two, your sales material. And number three, your sales strategy. All right, so I'm giving you three things that start with S. There we go. That's, that's equally as easy to remember. So let me dive into detail here. First up, your sales script. All right. So I want you to spend the next three months focusing on the email and the phone scripts that you're going to use to capture that buyer's attention. In Retail Ready, we literally have a workbook called Scripted Success for this. It's basically a script and a flow chart of your buyer communication. You script out the first correspondence and then you follow the flow chart. It's almost like a choose your own adventure, uh, changing your response and your pitch depending on whether or not they agree to place the first order, if they give you a reply back, if they ignore you and on and on and on. So create your own version. If you're not in retail ready with us, create your own version of this flow chart over the next few months. If you are in retail ready and you're listening to this, again, don't reinvent the wheel here. We have done it for you. Start with our scripted success formula and customize it for your brand. I mean, why do we use templates? Gosh, here is why. You do not have time to create the best, most engaging emails and replies when you've got 50 emails stacking up in your inbox, demanding your attention, right? Why not craft the very best version of a sales email that you can and then use it over and over again? Why would you reinvent the wheel every time? It not only saves you time and sanity, but it also guarantees that you are sending out the exact right message that gets the buyer to say yes every single time. All right, so that was the first thing that I want you guys to focus on. I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be back with the second thing in a moment. This episode is brought to you by Retail Ready, my online course for producers of packaged product who are looking to grow their wholesale accounts. Retail Ready is opening for enrollment very soon. Through videos, workbooks, checklists, templates, live coaching calls with me, and daily access to me and my team in our private online group, Retail Ready has all the tools that you need to increase your sales through wholesale accounts, whether that's in traditional brick and mortar outlets or through e-commerce platforms. The first step to find out more about Retail Ready is to join my free masterclass on the three steps to growing your packaged food business, which I'll link to here in today's show notes. That hour-long webinar is jam-packed with advice that you can use to kickstart your growth right now, plus information on Retail Ready, on my past clients, and how we can work together. Sign up via the link in my show notes, and I will see you there. All right, next up, your sales material. These are the things that you attach 
link or embed in your sales emails or what you'll use when you finally do go to your next in-person trade show. So you want to use these next few months to ensure that you have your sell sheet created and your price list is up to date. You might be thinking that your sell sheet is already top-notch. And let me just tell you this. We have had about a thousand brands enroll in Retail Ready, and we do a personalized video review of every single brand's sell sheet. Gosh, they're, they're so cool. And I have never seen a sell sheet that didn't have room for improvement. So whether it's understanding exactly what information you need to include on the front page versus the back page, whether or not to include pricing on your sell sheet, I'll give you this one for free. You don't include pricing on that sell sheet. How to use photography to capture that attention of the wholesale buyer, which products to include, which ones to leave off, how to get that buyer to place a first order just with the info that you include on your sell sheet. I mean, it's a lot to consider. Use this time wisely over the next few months to create a sell sheet that stops that buyer in their tracks. I mean, after all, buyers see dozens, I mean, if not hundreds of sell sheets every single month. If yours doesn't stand out, you are missing out on the sale. Okay. So lastly here, I want you to think about your sales strategy. When I say sales strategy, I'm really talking about your promotional strategy. They go hand in hand here. So how are you going to promote your product, which likely includes putting it on sale, to capture the buyer's attention in the new year, right? So buyers hate it when you don't have any wiggle room in your budget to offer promotions to your accounts. And now I know know that financials might be tight. They're probably tight, right? We're in a low margin industry here. I know that you probably consider yourself a bootstrapped brand and that you simply don't have any money to offer, you know, intro offers or quarterly discounts or free fills or whatever you, you know, you have um, brainstormed here. But I also know that when you have nothing to offer a buyer, they get the impression that you are not committed to supporting your brand on the shelf. And when you say that you have zero budget to do a promotion, you are asking the buyer to take a big risk in carrying your product. And and you're essentially saying that you won't bring anything to the table to help gain sales. So, so often, oh my gosh, I have brands say like, well, I got on the shelf and now I have slow sales. Like now what do I do? (laughs) Well, promotions, you know, that is discounts and sales isn't the only way to boost your sales on the shelf. It is the very first thing that the majority of buyers will suggest. So use this time, use these months to get super clear on your promotional strategy so that you don't draw a blank the next time you go to, to fill out that new vendor paperwork and you see the box that says promotional allowance, right? Plus you'll know exactly what to offer a buyer before they even ask. Offering an introductory promo is one of the most effective ways to get a buyer to say yes to carrying your product line. So use this time to figure out what you can actually afford. Map out your sales and promotional strategy before you start pitching again in January. So in short, my whizzes, you want to use this quarter to make sure you know exactly how to craft a pitch that gets that buyer to say yes 
so that you can put the pedal to the metal come January. You ensure your printed materials are going to stand out in that sea of PDFs and brand brochures. You know exactly what promotions you can deliver upon, what you can offer to your wholesale accounts, and on what schedule. So if you are struggling to put these things in place, if you're tired of just winging it in your business and you recognize that you've totally exhausted you, you know, your, your own free resources, you are probably exhausted from learning from your own mistakes. You know what I'm going to say here. Come and join us inside of Retail Ready. At the beginning of the episode, I asked you, if not now, then when? And I want you to sincerely think about this with your business growth. Think about, you can, you can listen to these podcasts every single week, agreeing with the words that are coming out of my mouth. And your business might still seem like it's in the very same spot that it was six months ago when you first started listening. At some point, you've got to stop listening and stop learning and actually start to take action. So if you are ready, if this is the time for you and you know that you can have a growth-oriented 2022 if you spend the next few months getting everything in order, the first step is watching my free masterclass on the three steps to growing your packaged food business. It outlines the process that I have used to help, gosh, hundreds of brands, about a thousand thousand brands hit their biggest business goals. It gives you advice on how to move forward strategically right now. And it outlines all of the details of Retail Ready. So I'm going to link this free class in our show notes today. So you can pick a time that works for you and you want to budget about an hour to join me. So if you have already watched the masterclass or have been listening to these podcasts, you're on my email list and you want into retail ready straight away, send me a DM or reply back to any email that I've sent you and tell me that you want in. I'll make room for you. I promise. So it is my greatest honor, my greatest pleasure to work with emerging brands and help you navigate this complex, overwhelming industry. And I do that all through Retail Ready. It's literally the only way that you can work with me. I don't take on -on one-on-one clients anymore as it's a full-time job to support our students every day, Monday through Friday in our private student community and on our live coaching calls. So I can't wait to help you in there. And all it takes is watching that free masterclass. All right, Wizzes, there you have it. The three things that you should focus on this quarter to set yourself up for success. I'm here to help you through those steps over the fourth quarter. And I can't wait to help you set the foundation for growth. And dare I say, like, perhaps uh, put a little ease back into your business once it's time to start pitching again in January. So as always, thank you guys so much for listening to these four episodes in our fourth quarter focus mini series. I've loved this format of these larger episodes on a bigger theme. And I want to know, like I said, how do you guys feel about them as well? So come and let me know inside of our food biz with Facebook group or directly on Instagram by tagging me in a post or sending me a DM at it's alley ball. So both are going to be linked in our show notes, along with all of the past episodes in this mini series. So I can't wait to see what success this series brings for you and to support you inside of Retail Ready if it's the right choice for your business at this time. And remember, if not now, then when? I hope to see some of our listeners inside of our program soon. Have a good one. I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you all so, so much for joining us for a revisit of this mini series. 
This was such a fun time to record with Allie and let us know if you want more conversations like this. Also, if you're a regular listener and want a place to connect with us and other food founders, be sure to join us in our community group on Facebook to connect around food CPG conversations. As always, we've linked it in our full show notes and can't wait to see you all around next week. Have a great week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Food Biz Whiz. If you're enjoying this podcast and the tools it gives you for growing your packaged product business, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. From one small business owner to another, I am deeply grateful for your support of this podcast, and I appreciate it when you share it with your fellow food founders, share it on social media, or leave me a review on your listening platform. Ready for more? Find out how we can work together at foodbizwiz.com. I'll see you right back here next week.